It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder. Your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Paul George, Jeremy Grant, Raymond Felton could all be playing their last game tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder as they face elimination at the hands of the Utah Jazz. Is that dramatic enough for you? Yeah, sorry I couldn't get the John Williams music. I couldn't figure out how to to put that in today. But but if you want drama, there's your 23 seconds of drama that, that I handed out in this first part of the podcast. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Thank you for making me a part of your day. It's April the 25th, and this is the Locked on Thunder podcast. Um, yeah, it's a little tense here in Oklahoma City, but there are some Thunder fans who want to see this season come to an end. I'm not one of them. And if you're like me, you're not ready for the season to come to an end, I'm going to give you a little bit of hope coming up in segment number one, which is going against my nature here these last couple of days. We'll also talk about Russell Westbrook avoiding the long arm of Adam Silver and Kiki Vanderway and getting the opportunity to play tonight and make up for dreadful games in games three and four. And then there's Steven Adams in segment one. Does he agree with my assessment that the Jazz got under the Thunder skin. I'll let Steven Adams answer that. In segment number two, we go back to Steven Adams because he's such a fun guy, and he'll tell us, even though he wasn't in foul trouble in game two, he still needs to foul, and I will give you a hot opinion on super teams and how they can be built and how they can't be built based on what I'm seeing out of Oklahoma City. And in segment number three, ESPN made an egregious error when they were ranking the top 10 players of the postseason so far, and there's one guy that definitely deserved to be on that list that didn't get there, and one guy that they are just completely captured by his underwhelming performance in the regular season where he super served. So all that is coming up today on the Locked on Thunder podcast. If this is your first time listening, maybe you're not a Thunder fan, maybe you are a Jazz fan, thank you so much for... um, 
dialing us up and getting the Thunder perspective. I don't know, maybe you're a, a fan of um, the Milwaukee Bucks or the Philadelphia 76ers and you just want to get more informed about this series. Thank you. My name is Eric G. I did radio in Oklahoma City for a while, hosting a lot of Thunder post games, doing the occasional Thunder pregame. I'm a credentialed member of the media. I go to shoot around and, and practice and go to the games and get video for you from players and coaches and put that at LockedOnThunder.com and do my best to give you my insight from what I glean from talking to them and what I watch, injecting some opinion. And I also work for another publication called Thunder Digest, thanks to Chuck Cheney for letting me be a part of that. And if you like what you hear on the Locked on Thunder podcast, then go to LockedOnThunder.com. We've got all our podcasts archived, even from when I didn't do the show, and we've even got video from players and coaches, so it's a one-stop shop for everything Oklahoma City Thunder. Good news for OKC, even better news for one Russell Westbrook. It's only going to cost him $10,000 for leaving the scorer's table early without checking in and getting in the face of Rudy Gobert, when he really could have been suspended for it. And I wouldn't have blamed the NBA at all, for suspending Russell Westbrook. But in the NBA's infinite wisdom, knowing that this could be the Thunder's last game and this be the last time you get the opportunity to see Russell Westbrook this year, yeah, you want him. You want him on, you want him on that game, which is on NBA TV tonight with the Rockets and the Timberwolves going on at the same time. You want to get as many eyeballs on that set. And certainly without Russell Westbrook, that's not going to happen. It's $10,000. It's a technical foul. If you didn't get to hear Russ's comments yesterday, he said the horn blew before he left the scorer's table and got into Rudy Gobert's face. So he thought he was checked in. I have a hard time believing that because Steven Adams was smart enough to ask the ref before he made his way out onto the court. And it was just another example of how the Thunder were completely frustrated. It was 7.55 left to go in the game. They were down by 20. Raymond Fountain commits a hard foul on Rudy Gobert, even hits him in the man region. And Russ, doing what a good teammate does, takes up for Raymond. But that whole game, the Thunder had been out of control. And the Jazz did an excellent job of just taking the Thunder's raw emotion and all that anger they had stored up from not playing well in the last couple of games taking Russ's anger because Ricky Rubio has been spectacular these playoffs and got a triple-double before Russ did, they used it against Oklahoma City. And I brought that up with Steven Adams today after shoot-around. How do you keep your emotions under control tonight? They seem to get to you guys in, in the last game. Things got a little chippy. Is that what it looked like? They got into us? Yeah. It looks how like they, look like they got under you, your skin. How would you determine that? I don't know, just the, the fights, the chippiness of it. So then they got into us? Yeah, I thought they got into your skin. What about us getting into them? No? You wouldn't yeah. give that? Why is that? just seemed like you guys didn't come out. I, I thought you guys weren't as poised as they, as they were in that particular game. Interesting. Um, yeah, what was the question? How do you, how do you keep <laughs> your emotions under control today? Uh, well, I guess it's just staying in the moment. Um, yeah. I mean, but if you're talking about last game, it's, it's still keeping the same aggressiveness, but, you know, just let it ride, sort of thing. What I should have said to Steven Adams in that moment was, yeah, when, when Raymond Felton gets a guy in the crotch, that says to me they got under your skin. When Russell Westbrook, 
puts himself and the team in danger by not only committing as many fouls as he did and picking up four before the end of the first half and everybody's looking to fight everyone, yeah, that does tell me that they they got under your skin. And it's a problem. Today, I got the sense in talking to Steven Adams, of course, Adams Adams is a hard guy to listen to and get a sense of what the team is feeling because Adams is such a... Steven Adams is the most laid-back guy in the association right now. And I don't... He lives in his own world. I don't think anything really bothers Steven Adams. Like, if there was a fight that happened on the floor... I mean, even if Steven Adams goes out and gets into a bar fight, I think he's just fine the next day because that's how he lives his life. Talking to Paul George today, I could look at him and sense not necessarily panic, but he knows exactly what this situation is. And it seems to be weighing on Paul George a little bit more than it does a guy like Steven Adams. And if it's weighing on Paul George, I guarantee you that it's weighing on Carmelo Anthony, and we know it weighs on Russell Westbrook. Because there's not a more emotional player in the NBA than Russell Westbrook, and he puts that on display every single night. So these guys are feeling the tension. But can they figure out a way to relax and come out and play with their hair loose and put the pressure back on Utah tonight because that's who the pressure should be on. Utah's up three games to one. They should be feeling the heat of trying to close this thing out. And I said I was going to give you a little bit of hope. Here's where I'm going to kind of contradict myself from the last couple of days. If the Thunder win tonight, the tide in this series could turn. We've seen it happen before here in Oklahoma City where the Thunder failed to go to Oakland and eliminate the Jazz, or not the Jazz, but the Golden State Warriors, and then GSW comes back here, and all of a sudden the Thunder start feeling that pressure. I have to believe with the Jazz not being as seasoned a ball club as Oklahoma City is, even though the Jazz have completely outplayed Oklahoma City and look more veteran, that if you win tonight and you go up to Utah, and midway through the second quarter, you've got a lead, the Jazz could start succumbing to that pressure. So there is there is still hope if you're an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. And intensity, the Thunder have to have it tonight. Paul George echoed that sentiment when he talked after shoot-around today. I think effort just matched their, their, their energy, and uh, I think just matching effort-wise. Um, you know, we, we, we checked the box pretty much everywhere else. A lot of, I think, plays we can prevent um, is, is coming off of you know, just our effort. Paul, oh, you said that, said that the other day when I asked you about that too, just like matching, matching your effort and your energy and all that. But that's like, what, what has prevented you guys from being here to do that? We wouldn't be in position to do that. It has to be under control, though. And that's, there's my big question mark with Oklahoma City is how under control are they going to be? Because normally, and I remember, look, David Locke, when we did our pre or our pre-series preview of the Jazz and the Thunder, he's a numbers guy. He threw a whole lot of numbers at me to state his case as to why the Jazz would win. I am not by nature a numbers guy. Like I'll look at the stats and try and make them uh, uh, try and make a good point here or there. I was banking on the Thunder being the more veteran ball club. The other thing that I said, and I'll still stick to this, the moment never gets too big for Russell Westbrook. Doesn't mean that he always plays his best, but Russell Westbrook is so supremely confident, even if his numbers aren't that great in clutch time, 
he'll still go out there and still want to be the guy that takes that shot. He's sort of like Alex Bregman for the Houston Astros. Alex Bregman wants to be the guy that's hitting with two guys on, two outs, bottom of the ninth, and the team down by one. That's that. There's just a, a makeup there. And whether your stats are good or not, you still have to have that confidence that you can go out and perform. Where I think it may be a little bit different for Oklahoma City is that with Carmelo Anthony, Paul George, and a lot of people in that organization, Sam Presti being one of them and Billy Donovan being the other, is it starting to dawn on them now that this team that they put together is not going to live up to expectations. And they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves. And even if the Thunder somehow come back and get past this first round, I will bet you anything that it doesn't it doesn't get them rolling when they go play Houston. It just wears them out when they play the Rockets. And just going to the second round of the playoffs, I, I just don't think you can consider that a successful season because that's not what this team was built for. So tonight, must win. And then after tonight, figure out a way to get those next two. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am Eric G. Thank you for joining me. This is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in segment number two, I will give you my hot opinion on how you can build super teams and how you can't build super teams. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. If you're a business owner, especially if you have a web-based business or you've got a business that thinks that your product is so good that it shouldn't just be sold to one particular city or one particular market, then you've come to the right place. It's the Locked on Thunder podcast where we target men between the ages of 18 and 44. And if that's your key demographic, then man, are we going to make you happy. All you have to do is email us at LockedOnPodcast at gmail.com or it's LockedOnPodcastNetwork at gmail.com and we will help you out. We have very reasonable rates and you don't have to just advertise with Locked on Thunder, although I would be greatly appreciative of that. You can advertise with any of our podcasts. Maybe you're an NFL fan or a Major League Baseball fan. We've got you covered because the Locked On Podcast Network is local podcast every day from local experts. So it's local and worldwide, just like your business. That's Locked On Thunder Network or Locked On Podcast Network at gmail.com and become a part of what is the Locked On Podcast Network. We are your team every day. Hot opinion time now. And this is just simply based on what the Oklahoma City Thunder have done this year or haven't done this season as a team. 
And I'll admit this is completely prisoner of the moment. But I've come to the conclusion that in the Banana Boat era, you can't build a super team through trades. Super teams have to be built when guys are hanging out in the offseason or guys are playing USA Basketball and they figure out there's a chemistry. They figure out there's a kinship, there's a friendship, and then they make the decision that they want to go someplace, play together, and win a ring. As a GM, it may sound like a good idea to go out and trade for pieces, but ultimately when you do that, even if three players like each other, if they haven't spent an amount of time together or a a bunch of quality time together, then you can't get that sense of togetherness. And that's what the Thunder tried to create, which is such a difficult position for Sam Presti. And I would also think for GMs in Utah, GMs in, or GM in Utah, the GM in Memphis, any one of these, these small market teams where you haven't historically been a place where a free agent destination, you're going to have to build it through trades if you want to go the super team route. And what Oklahoma City is doing this year is probably scaring a lot of GMs to not following the same path as Sam Presti. And only if the Oklahoma City Thunder stay together for one more season and then next season exceed what they did this year, might you see somebody else try and pull this off. But the NBA, just like every other sport, is a copycat league. You try something, it fails, people won't do it. Even if it's a great idea, once they see it didn't work, they get scared. If they, if you do it and it works, everybody's going to try and emulate that. And super teams just seem to be one of these things that need to come together organically amongst the players, and it's not something that can be cultivated by GMs. I reserve the right to be wrong, especially if the Thunder do get to hang it out, do get to hang out one more year together and and become good. But right now, it's a chemistry thing, and that's been bothering Oklahoma City all year long. Is on the court, these guys may be getting along off the court fine, and it may not be a big deal to Paul George and Carmelo Anthony that Russell Westbrook can go into takeover mode. But on the court. It's just not working at this point. And I don't think that's Billy Donovan's fault. I don't even think it's Sam Presti's fault. Because essentially all Sam Presti did was go against his nature and give the fans what they want. Just sometimes things don't work out. Speaking of not working out, Steven Adams had an issue staying on the court in the first few games of this series. However, in game four, he managed not to get himself into foul trouble. But he does say that that should not necessarily be his goal. I did not make any adjustments, I think, but I sh- I do need to get fouls, yep. if that makes sense. Um, you want to find a happy medium? Yeah, happy medium, exactly. Because um, it was a, there was I felt like I was a I was a little uh, kind of passive on some some drives and stuff um, that I could have just even just risked a foul. Not even that I was thinking about that, but it's just like you know I got I got to go to just put myself in a, in some sort of situation to shut it off and risk that. So. Have medium Now, when I see that, when I hear Stephen Adams say that, I, I come up with a couple of different philosophies on this. One, there's that old school basketball mentality of you got to send a message to the other players that yes, if you come into the paint, you're going to get fouled hard and it's going to hurt, and this is going to be a physical game. 
The other thing that I take out of this, and, and I would imagine that this would be more Steven Adams in the Thunder's philosophy, is that you got to foul because that's just part of playing defense. And, and if you're not running into guys or you're not hacking at them, then you're probably not playing defensive defense hard enough. You're not meaning to do it, but that's just sort of the byproduct. Another thing Billy Donovan says with Oklahoma City they've got to do for 48 minutes is sustain. Paul George broke that down even further and here he says it's not just about 48 minutes. It's about playing a full 24 seconds. Well, I think we just got to play the full 24 seconds. Um, you know, there's no shortcuts around it. We, we got to play that full shot clock. Um, I think that's what uh, coach is referring to. It's, it's just sustaining it for a full 48 minutes. But we got to do it within that 24 seconds um, of the shot clock. It's just, it's just staying solid. We just got to stay solid throughout the whole shot. Is there something on defense with, I mean, Coach Snyder refers to their offense as a blender. So if something gets off the rotation is a little bit late, that can kind of really offset your guys' rhythm and communication out there? Yeah, that's. I mean, they're running the same thing over and over again. Um, they're running the same actions, same plays. Um, we, we just got to make it a little difficult for them. PG going micro on us there. Steven Adams was certainly loose today. I really couldn't tell from Paul George. I get the feeling that he he is feeling a heck of a lot more pressure than Steven Adams is in this game. Of course, Steven Adams just signed a $20 million contract last year, and that kicked in this season. So, yeah, of course Steven Adams is loose. He knows he's going to be in Oklahoma City. Paul George needs to come through, especially if he wants to up his value. Oh, and just my real quick opinion on Paul George Sign a one-on-one with Oklahoma City. If I'm your agent, that's what I'm advising you to do. Yes, that's a little bit selfish, and I'm speaking from a fan's perspective, but wait. Just wait on the Lakers. Give them a year to prove to you that they can actually build something around you before you go jumping head in. This is the Locked on Thunder podcast. I am your host, Eric G. We're part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring, but for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Berea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Berea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Berea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you are a sports fanatic, if you live, breathe, and eat sports, we've got a website for you. The only website you need to visit every day for NFL, NBA, and Major League Baseball. That's LockedOnSports.com. All the Locked On podcasts are housed there. There are articles from local experts and other goodies as well. It's LockedOnSports.com, your one-shop stop for everything sports. Local experts doing everyday podcasts, your team every day. LockedOnSports.com. We wrap up today's show by calling out ESPN for their rankings of the top 10 players 
in the postseason right now. A list put together by Andre Snellings is the writer's name. And calling out, that's that's tongue in that's tongue in cheek here. I mean, come on, it's it's not that big of a call-out. But the usual suspects are on this list. LeBron James, James Harden, Anthony Davis. Okay, so you get a Ben Simmons, but no Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell doesn't make the list. And all Donovan Mitchell has done is as a rookie through four games against the Oklahoma City Thunder is score 110 points. He has joined in a, on that list. The only other two people on that list, Michael and Wilt. Two guys that we just know by, by, by their first names. The other thing that he has done is as a rookie, he's the only other Jazz besides Carl Malone to score at least 30 points in a game. And he did that in game four when he had 33. Ricky Rubio made the list, but not Donovan Mitchell. And Ricky Rubio Ricky Rubio has been fabulous this postseason, but he's not Donovan Mitchell. And the argument on the list was, well, Ricky Rubio makes the team go. Donovan Mitchell's just the best player. So, some of that, yes. But most of the reason why Ricky Rubio makes the list is the same reason why a lot of guys get voted as Coach of the Year is because your expectations start out low. And then when they elevate those expectations you feel like giving him a pat on the back. So Ricky Rubio, that's pretty prisoner of the moment. But Donovan Mitchell not only should be on the list, but he should be ahead of LeBron James and should be number one right now. Of course, I know that's a hot sports take, and I've watched way more of the Thunder Jazz series than I have any of the others in the NBA. And quite frankly, Thunder ought to be ticked off that none of their guys are on the list. Not that they deserve it. It's just that they haven't played well enough to be on the list. That should upset him. Finally tonight, an old friend, Ennis Canner, supposed to be in the building. Will Steven Adams give him tickets? How does Steven Adams feel about Ennis Canner returning to OKC? He tells he tells, he tells everyone. He's just like, yeah, I started to take the photo. Oh, coming, boy. Yeah, so I knew it was coming. Should be good. Did you give him tickets for the game? I ain't giving him my tickets. There's no way. He can get his own. Are you excited that he'll be there rooting for you guys tonight? Um... I don't really care, to be honest. Like, to be in all seriousness, I don't really care. But like, it's just good that he'll, he'll be there. I'm pretty sure he'll get quite the reception. Uh, when he gets there, uh, get a good little clap. be funny if he doesn't. That will be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will be amazing. Serious note on this. I'm glad to have Ennis Canner back. But Ennis Canner is in a precarious situation. His contract is written so that he has a player option. He can deny that player option, and choose not to play for the Knicks next year. And we all know how Canner loves Oklahoma City because he makes that abundantly clear, even in his tweets now. In fact, the last tweet that I saw of Ennis Canner, he was wearing an Oklahoma City jersey, not a New York Knicks jersey. It's not to say that he doesn't want to play for the Knicks, but the Thunder show him on the big screen tonight, and he gets a rousing ovation from the Thunder fans. If I'm the Knicks... I am screaming holy hell on this and I am filing a grievance against Oklahoma City for tampering because right now, as it stands, Canner is a Nick and the Thunder can't interfere. So if you're Oklahoma City, play this one a little close to the vest. It's good to have Ennis in the building, but I wouldn't call too much attention to it. Let, let the Just let guys like the fans, let, let us fans talk about it, okay? We'll talk about it and you don't have to acknowledge it at all. Just be safe. Here's what our plans are for tomorrow. If the Thunder lose tonight, the Jazz eliminate them and move on to the second round to play the Houston Rockets, we will do a Locked on Thunder podcast after the game. It will serve as tomorrow's 
podcast as a season and series wrap-up. If the Thunder win, then we will do the podcast probably around 2.30 tomorrow. Because if the Thunder lose, um, I'll be all day at exit interviews. And then we will post all those at LockedOnThunder.com. So just stick around, stay tuned, see what happens tonight, and let's hope the Thunder win. Guess unless you're a Jazz fan, then you're hoping the Jazz win. But we'll we'll hope the Thunder win because this is Locked On Thunder. Until then, ELE and peace, love, and thunder up. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.